If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at CottageBlogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Hello again, welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Success, and it's great to be with you here again. Now the nights are starting to draw in. I actually heard somebody, I think it was a spoof, uh, Christmas music on the radio today. We still listen to BBC Radio 2 uh, and have done ever since we've been out here. Yeah, they were they were doing this little skit on the longest day and and the fact that uh, yeah nights are going to start getting a little bit longer days are going to get a little bit shorter isn't it sad because we're not even into not even into summer yet but it's 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 coming and my goodness we are busy i i said it last week and it it just it's not letting up it's just like we hit I mean, we we do we do work weekends, but Mondays is always our busiest day. You know, we've had people in properties over the weekend, or they've left on a Saturday, or people are in properties and they've got an issue, didn't want to call us on a Sunday, so they're calling us on Monday. Uh, some really interesting stuff going on this this week. We had a call from an owner to say that he had a couple of older. Uh, Adirondack chairs. I mean, we call them Muskoka chairs here. And when he got to his cottage, there was only one chair there. And then he found remnants of the other chair in his fire pit. So so he called us and said, you know, it looks like they burnt my Adirondack chair in the fire pit. And when we did call the guest... Uh, he really wasn't that apologetic, but just simply said, "Yes, oh yes, the uh, somebody sat on the chair and it broke. So, uh, so we put some of it in the fire and we took the rest of it home." That's one I have never heard before, and we're still scratching our heads on that one. The owner is is basically saying, you know, it was an older chair, and it was probably ready for replacement. So he's not that interested in making a charge. But we we had this. Uh, we had this discussion about lack of respect and, you know, why could the guest not give us a call and and let us know that this chair had, had broken? Um, why try and get rid of the evidence by burning parts of it and then shipping, you know, when you're packing up after the end of a vacation, why would you want to put the remnants of a broken Adirondack chair in the back of your car? We're still wondering about that one. Can't can't figure it out. So if anybody's got any ideas um, about why they would have done that, just uh, just let me know. But it's interesting. I'm hearing a, a lot from owners at the moment. You know, our registered owners, uh, those that are fully booked for the summer, they're all geared up, ready for for their first guests to uh, to start arriving. Particularly the ones that uh, that have never done this before, and it's always exciting when when they've had their first guests, and we can call the owners and just ask them what it was like how how it how it went was there anything that they would have liked done differently um and then we will probably call the guests as well um the guests usually know that they're going to a property 
and they are the first rental guests. So we try and get feedback from from both the owners and the guests just so that we can iron out any issues at at the beginning of the season and and talk to one owner who said it was just a great experience and she'd left some homemade cookies and um, a bottle of local wine because she reckoned that uh, you know it'd be really nice to to have something local for her guests when they arrived and she said that um, when they arrived to do the changeover because these owners do their own housekeeping there was a freshly baked key lime pie and a bottle of brandy as a guest as a gift from their guests to the owner so that was a wonderful first experience for both those groups and uh, we have just such a huge variety of owners everybody is different everybody has different expectations and they have different ways of wanting to handle having guests in their property now we have some that really don't want anything to do with their guests i mean from from their perspective that's why they are using an agency then we have other owners who like to use us for the all the initial stuff the bookings a collection of the money and and then then they take it from there and they will call up their guests on the first night and make sure that they've arrived safely or they'll even be there to meet them so for for them it's it's hands on for the actual vacation but not for the part before and then we have other owners who do some of their own marketing and all we ask if they're going to come through us to get additional reservations that we just ask for at least 3 high season weeks so so there's a whole variety of owners that we deal with as an agency so it was one one of the reasons i i was really interested to talk to my guest today who is uh, an owner of a property in california um she lives in chile So it's a little bit difficult for her to do the sorts of meeting and greeting but she has elected to use an agency to manage all the bookings. Uh yet she does a lot of her own marketing and promotion and she's very prolific on social media. So let's just move on and meet this very successful owner Donna Martinez. <music> It's an absolute delight today to have with me Donna Martinez who is um currently residing in Chile and has a property in um Sea Ranch or the Sea Ranch in California. We're about uh, Donna tells me about 3 and 1/2 hours north of San Francisco. So huge welcome to you Donna. Thanks ever so much for joining me today. Oh, my pleasure. I'm thrilled to be chatting with you today. Thanks. Well it's 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 all I love talking to people from all around the world you know I've you know talked to people in South Africa and in Australia and in in France um Chile now that Chile is how we pronounce it in England um up here in Canada I hear people calling it Chile tell me the well, pronunciation it's kind of like Martinez and Martinez uh I call it Chile that's my american roots showing but here they call it Chile and uh we sh- 
we'll be hearing a lot of that today, but with the Copa, uh, Chile is playing today, and their cheer is chi-chi-chi, le-le-le, chi-le. So um, the Copa, are you going to have to educate me on this? Oh, I have to educate myself as well. It's the South American uh, football competition. Um, football is in soccer, not American football. And um, countries from around the continent of South America, Latin America, uh, and Jamaica are uh, joining to determine who's the best in this half of the world in soccer. And we have we have similar up here in Canada, of course, at the moment with the FIFA Women's World Cup um, yeah, it's being hosted similar. in Canada. So soccer all over. And of course, yeah, I, right. I still call it football. It's football in England. <laughs> so I'm talking about women's football and, uh, and being corrected all over the place and people saying, no, 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 it's soccer. Um, so, right. so, yes, it's uh, football stroke soccer is, is definitely... Um, on people's minds then all all over the place today especially here <laughs> tell me about tell me a little bit about yourself donna um how you come to be living in chile with a property in california well we've been here now about 6 years my husband works for an international civil engineer uh company that has a project have multiple projects in um, the mining and metals industry, Chile is very uh, has a very important copper um, production, and it's his company that's building their plants and the infrastructure. He was brought down here, and uh, I followed after him. Um, I we used to live in Virginia before we came here. And um, right outside of Washington, D.C., where um, I picked up my doctorate in education at George Washington University, and I had been working there at the university for uh, a bit of time as director for an online resource clearinghouse for students with disabilities interested in attending college. That sounds that that sounds so interesting and I've seen all I've seen the um I've seen the way you write on Matt's inner circle and <laughs> and all the research you do I mean you, you you're the absolute mine of information any anytime somebody mentions something you are you are the one that comes up with with the the current research the current um uh the current media reports uh, I've always, <laughs> I've always been quite amazed at uh, at the wealth of information you provide. So now I see where that where that background is. Exactly, um, it's it's kind of my hobby. I do Google good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Google is Google is my friend too. So so why why um, why Sea Ranch? Why did you why did you choose to uh, to buy your property there? Well, before we went to Virginia, uh, my husband uh, grew up in California. Um, I also grew up in California, uh, halfway at least. I'm a military brat, if you would, so we traveled a lot. Uh, His family migrated from Spain to uh, California as well 
So we've kind of landed in California, grew up there in the high school, me personally, grew up through high school and college. And then we got married, my husband and I, and took off traveling as a result of his job. We, when we were younger, we had thought about purchasing property in Sea Ranch, but then decided, one, the property was rather expensive, we would be traveling internationally due to his job, so we left it, left that idea on the table. Now, fast forwarding many years ahead, we're at that position now where we're looking towards retirement, and we were trying to figure out where in the world, literally, we might call our final home. Um, and we've been toying around with all sorts of places, Spain, Mexico, East Coast, West Coast, somewhere in there. My daughter recently uh, was married, and we were looking for a, a lovely venue. Um, and in the process of her scouting about, she um, landed on the Sea Ranch, and she recalled when she was younger, we used to go in that area to go diving for abalone. Uh, that's a mollusk or a snail, I guess, that is absolutely delicious. Uh, and she settled on the Sea Ranch for her wedding venue. And it's a very, very popular uh, location for weddings. We um, went over there a couple of years ago then for her wedding. When we had landed, we landed in San Francisco and... My husband and I looked at each other, and we exhaled and said, you know, I feel like we're home. And then we went up to this, uh, the wedding location in Sea Ranch, and we said, yep, we're definitely home. Um, that's when we decided we're going to focus in this general zone for a retirement place. And we looked at some other locations as well, but we came back to Sea Ranch and saying, this is where we want to be. I've seen the wedding. I was watching the wedding video that's on your SeaRanchAbalonebay.com um, uh, website. And, and it was just stunning. I, oh, yeah. Just such a beautiful put together video, of course. But, yeah, uh, they but, did a nice job. Yeah, and the, but the scenery was just just glorious. Yes, I can imagine why that's, that is a, um, a a popular venue for weddings. And also... Actually, I was going to say, actually, I think that is if not the top location. It's within the top 10 locations for, um, what do you call it, those weddings where you travel. Oh, yes. Uh, destination weddings. Thank you. Thank you. Word search issue today. Uh, a destination wedding. I tried to tell my daughter, Santiago, Chile could be considered a destination. She said, yeah, but I'm already here. <laughs> yeah, they've got to go somewhere else. Right. Yeah. But there you are. They went there and, and that's where you found that's where you found the property. And it, it just did. Now, was the property, did you build the property or was it, was it already a, a structure before you bought it? It was a structure before we bought it, but we had to do some loving care to it. It was an as-is property. It's, the properties there 
take a beating from Mother Nature with the sun, the wind, the, uh, when we have rain. Uh, there was a lot of damage. We had leaking uh, roofs, uh, termite damage. We got it at a good price because of it. Um, after the purchase, then we had to put in new siding. I put in a new courtyard, a private courtyard, added a hot tub, um, landscaping. We used native plantings. Uh, one, it's good for drought resistance, and it also picks up the uh, philosophy of the sea ranch, which is to live lightly on the land and uh, to blend into the environment. Uh, you won't see any homes painted uh, other than a, a natural color that's in the particular zone area that uh, that house is. There's three main areas in Sea Ranch. There's the coastal oceanfront area. Then there's the meadowlands that come in a little bit uh, off of the coast. Many homes may be right on the meadow. Others are tucked away, hidden within the hedgerows of the cypress trees. And then there's some uh, up in the hills, um, in between the redwood trees. So it's a lovely, lovely community. Uh, it's an actu actually, it's an architectural uh, historical landmark for the concept of building that went on in the 60s. It was unique in its time. Uh, and we just celebrated our 50th birthday this last year. Oh, the 50th birthday of, of Sea Ranch. Of, of Sea Ranch as a concept, wow. as an architectural uh, monument. If you were to uh, combining nature and uh, architecture into one uh, unified whole as opposed to a house on a plot of land. Well, they certainly the, the, you know, the properties are certainly beautiful, and I'd never heard of it, never heard of it at all until... You know, I started to to follow your posts and looking at your website, which which incidentally is a beautiful website, and Thanks. yeah, it's just uh, it. I mean, to me, it's everything a website should be, um, with with all the information that you provide. So so kudos to you for 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 getting that done. It's um, it's it's just a great resource. You know, I've I've been right through it, and of course, I'm going to put a link to it on the show notes. So. So for, for those who are listening, you can go and have a look at, uh, at Donna's website and, and see how she's put that together. You know, it has all these elements that I love in a website, particularly the, the About Us page. I'm, I'm very hot on About Us stuff at the minute, you know, telling your story. And I, I got lost in your website yesterday. You know, I was, I was reading your story and then I looked at the wedding video and... Uh, you know, the, the personal, the wedding pictures, and it's just like, wow, I want to go and stay at this place because I almost, I feel already that if I hadn't talked to you before, Donna, your About Us section on your website is creating that connection. And and I, I know that that's, that's very intentional. Um, but do you find that, well, actually, I'm going to come back to that because I want to talk about how you actually um, manage 
the the property from a distance because that that's always been of interest to me um when i was when i was in england and managing several properties out here in canada um there, there were a lot of challenges to it so i'm really interested in how you currently manage the property and and do you 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 in fact use a rental management company am i right yes yes we do we have a management company when we purchased the house the real real estate agency has a secondary arm um, that does a lot of property management this is this uh, development was created as a second home area there are more and more people deciding to make it a full-time residence uh, for us it's impossible right now. We hope to go back there and uh, stay there a little bit longer. We're still debating whether we're going to do this as a uh, vacation home or actually retire there. That to be safe. But the property management arm takes care of things such as bookings, uh, housekeeping, the concierge part, the handing over the keys, the stocking of the house, keeping an eye on the house if it's uh, in need of items for our guests or if there's uh, maintenance that needs to be happening, they will contact me and let me know that I need to restock, order, or if they have supplies, they'll go ahead and order it and then uh, charge us um, out of our uh, rents that we get from our uh, guests. Then, um, if there's any issues, they will address it or they will uh, send us an email or a phone call. I happen to have uh, a voiceover internet phone where they can call me from the States easily enough. Um, it works very well for us, given that we are so far away. Um, also, this is only my... I'm into my second year as a vacation rental owner. So not having a clue about what it meant to be a good owner, a good vacation rental host, um, it worked out very well to basically hand the key over to them and tell them good luck and goodbye while I quickly did my research to ramp my level of understanding up to uh, a higher level. Yes, that's what intrigues me because, you know, as you know, I run a, a, a rental management company. Um, we have around 200 owners, but uh, there's a very, very small percentage of them who have any sort of hands-on um, touch with the, with the marketing of the property. So when I saw your, um, uh, your website and all your social media activity, and then find that you're using a rental management company with a property management arm to to take over that side of it. It was it, it's something that I haven't come across before. You know, normally I'm I'm just used to owners say, yeah, as you say, hand give give them give me the keys and off you go and run with it. But you have a very active role to play. Are you going? Are you planning on taking that role further, so to 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 a, to a point where you won't be using the rental management company and that you simply use a caretaker, cleaner 
sort of somebody who's there, your your eyes and ears on the ground, but you do all the rest. Do you think that's coming? Uh, definitely on our action plan in the near future. Uh, I'm not sure how soon, possibly next year or the year after that. We have about three more years here in Chile before my husband retires. And our ultimate plan is to um, perhaps pick up another vacation rental. We do have other long-term rentals and have established a property LLC. Um, and so we're looking to see how that's going to grow uh, and, and develop. But definitely I want to take control of it. And I have to say, all of this is your fault, you <laughs> and, and, and Matt Landau, because, thank you, Google, when I said, typed in vacation rental, what is this all about? Uh, uh, you, your name popped up, and so did Matt's and Alan Egan and others like that. And I started reading, and then I went, but wait a minute. Uh, if this is what it's supposed to look like, and this is what I'm getting, there's there's a disconnect. Uh, my rental company has a lovely website. They've just upped, uh, updated it. They utilize HomeAway's Escapia.net service that feeds um, their site into that system, and then... Uh, distributes it off to the other online uh, booking sites such as HomeAway. I don't know if FlipKey is on that, but you know that whole package mm -hmm. deal of of sites. Um, but that's it. Period. Mm -hmm. There's there's no other marketing. I have my little piece within the overall website, and at that last year, even their blog and their social media, their extension of themselves out to the public was extremely limited. So I picked up the ball. Yeah, I think I think that's happening a lot more with uh, with with owners who are seeing that there is a complacency uh, oh, out, out there uh, out there amongst um amongst some rental agencies and it's almost as though you know let's let's throw up the website and people will come and yeah. and if if they don't then you've got vacant weeks when actually we hem and hawed about turning our home into a vacation rental um we were thinking of having a place to go to when we wanted to come back to the states and we were happy just to lock it and and just let it sit Luckily, the community has a, a fabulous security uh, guard system, so it would be relatively safe. Uh, crime is practically non-existent there. So we would have been okay with just letting it gather dust until we could get leave to go back home again. And then we thought, well, and well, actually, they, the, the real estate agent suggested to us, well, why not vacation rental? And then you block your own time, and then we'll fill it around them. And that's what we've done. But then when I saw the opened time remaining opened, uh, there was a, that disconnect. And mm -hmm. so I decided to, to fill it to the point now I don't have time. I, I don't have time for me. <laughs> well, I know, you know, I, I've, I've looked at your, your Facebook page 
and and your Pinterest um, uh, boards, for example, I'm just going to pick up on those two. I and mean, certainly when I, and, and it's a question I wanted to ask you about how effective do you think they are? Because I love the idea of, of Pinterest. I've never quite understood. I mean, I've been using Pinterest for years and never quite understood how it works as a marketing tool, as, 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 a, as a very focused marketing tool. Um, you've got a mass of Pinterest boards. And once again, yesterday I was, I was scrolling through those and they're very well organized and structured. How does that work for you? Well, I have to admit, Pinterest is my guilty pleasure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't leaf through magazines. I leaf through Pinterest. And I actually have two boards. I have my own personal board and then the Abalone Bay board. As a marketing tool, I'm not sure. And I, I still need to develop the my understanding of how... That message is getting out. I have 181 followers right now, but only 37 likes. I don't know what that means. Um, am I making any conversions into bookings? The jury might be out on that, but I'm I'm hoping that it's serving as um, SEO juice, if you would. It's getting my website out there. People are pinning, and I'm getting better at it, I, but I, I'm seeing it mostly as another means of presenting our home, presenting our area, finding connections with other folks. And if people are like me, they'll, they'll spot a pretty picture and then click on it, and then I'm hoping it will lead them to being a little bit more curious about, so where is this place and what is it all about? That's, well, that's what I find from, from a, a Pinterest, when, when I sort of have my hour of Pinterest occasionally and get totally absorbed in it, um, it's, there's a lot of learning in there, a lot of learning about places and um, places to go and things to do and what to see. Maybe it's not using Pinterest as a direct marketing tool, but using it just as an adjunct to get people to to, as you say, to get that you know that they it's a discovery tool, I guess. We actually use my daughter and I actually use Pinterest while we were planning her wedding, and you'll notice on our Pinterest board I have weddings at Sea Ranch, and in fact that's my daughter and her husband uh, on the uh, cover of that particular. Mm-hmm. Board. We collected ideas, and and I see this. And the intent of Pinterest was to be an online clipping. You know, remember when we used to cut out the pretty pictures and put them in a show box? Mm-hmm. That's the same thing. Now we're cutting out the pretty pictures and sticking them online, and then able to share and swap. What do you think about this idea? Would this outfit work? Would this cake be okay? Is this venue or that venue? And then we would share in amongst the wedding party to decide what's the ultimate direction that we want to take this wedding. I'm hoping in the same token that this becomes almost as a travel guide, if you would, an informational um, resource for that person out there looking to, to find the perfect vacation location. 
And as they're looking for someplace on the coast, someplace in California, someplace in Sonoma, this collection of photos that I have in their various uh, categories, perhaps way too many, but then that's that guilty pleasure piece, <laughs> um, might pop up and then would draw them to the area and hopefully to booking our place. I'm just looking through the other boards. Just, um, I mean, you you have 57 of them, so I'm, I'm not going to, to reel them all off. Yeah. But uh, I, I, but you've got one that's which is dear to my heart, Pets Enjoy Abalone Bay. And and that, of course, is, is, is so important to so many people that are bringing their pets on vacation that the, the, the property owners um, not, only well, uh, not only accept them but welcome them. And, and to be able, I think, to go back to a guest uh, who's interested and they're bringing a pet and just say, well, take a look at our pet, pet board on Pinterest – uh, that that's where it becomes a really useful tool. I, I've done it with um, with my Pinterest board. I've got one that's called Staging a Vacation Home. Oh yeah. So, so when we're looking at new owners coming into our um, coming onto our agency, I and and I need to give them some ideas on what to do. I send them a link to the Pinterest board, and it's quite often that's actually encouraged people to come and register with us because they've got so many ideas that they that they again they feel a connection with us and they and that we have the knowledge to to help them rent their property and the same way with you if somebody's looking seeing your pets enjoy abalone bay uh pinterest board there's that psychological factor that says you know these people are going to be welcoming my pet so here's the place i want to go so that that's the way i look at it anyway yeah, exactly, and and that was my intent. It's that, like Matt says, it's that help, don't sell. Now, I have to say, I'm a little guilty of selling because I actually show in the Pinterest the uh, various rooms that I have at our house. But again, there's a lot of folks that are looking for decor ideas. So my thinking is, as they're looking for how they want to update the living room, how they want to update a bathroom, up will pop up, hopefully, my photos, which will stimulate them to consider, rather than copying, just go there for a holiday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I think sometimes people um, get the, the, the wrong idea about social media and think that it's, it's what they have to do to get a booking. Um, now to, to me, it's sort of secondary. It's, it's about creating relationships with people. It's about engaging and using those tools as, as the, the foundation of that relationship of, of that engagement. I, I guess the same goes for, for Instagram. Thus they call it social. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think there's so many, I, I, I see, so much on social media where people are out there, say on Twitter and all they're posting. And this is a little bit of a bugbear of mine that you probably are aware of that. It's, oh, yeah. it's me, 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 me. This is my place. This is my kitchen. This is my bathroom. This is, this is what I want you to buy. And not getting into the, tell me what you want and let me help you. Um, let me help you create the dream. Exactly. Exactly. So, so you started to say about in, uh, Instagram. 
Yes. Are, are, you, uh, are you using Instagram as well? Yeah, I'm actually, the, the Instagram is a challenge for me as I'm using it solely for a marketing tool as opposed to another opportunity to take a, a selfie of me in the world. Um, there are some of those, I have to admit. But I do it purposefully, trying to link myself to Avalone Bay, to draw that connection between California and Chile. And amazingly enough, uh, there is a very strong connection uh, between Chile and, and California. There's um, a lot of exportation, a lot of, lot of uh, cooperative uh, businesses. Uh, one of our Chilean artists uh, is holding an art show in the area, in Walala, uh, which is the town right next door to the Sea Ranch at our Walala <laughs> Arts Center. And it was like, whoa, another connection. Of course, I can't be there to greet him in Walala. So I went to our local uh, metro station where he has his art uh, decorating one of the stations and took a selfie wearing a, a T-shirt from the Sea Ranch, making that connection, Chile to California, Chile to Avalone Bay in the middle of the metro. That's how I use it. Um, well, that's it. That, and, and being creative like that is, 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 what, is what works on, on Instagram, I, th I think. I haven't really got to grips with it myself. Um, I don't know. Have you come across um, Thibaut Masson? Um, Thibaut has properties in Bali and yes, um, yes. the Caribbean island that's just escaping my, my mind at the moment. Um, but anyway, Thibaut is, is, tells me he is getting a lot of conversions via Instagram. Um, I'm going to need to talk to him about that. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I think uh, I'm going to talk to him. It's about time he started to share how he's doing yeah, exactly. that. <laughs> um, I, I use it not so much photos from my camera as doing a search of photos that others have taken in the area. So I will um, now, and I have haven't quite mastered how to do an um, search directly on Instagram, but there is an application or an, uh, another website that will allow you to do a search within Instagram, and then that pops up whatever hashtag item you're looking for. So I would put in Sea Ranch as one word with a hashtag, and up would pop all these gorgeous photos of the area. Since I don't have access, immediate access to that area in the here and now, I will socialize with the photographers of those particular uh, photos. I may even ask them permission to use them for illustration within my blog post, but it is a sharing uh -huh. um, service, so I will share those photos on my Facebook page or in uh, the Google Plus or any of the other social um, instruments, if you would, that I have, including Pinterest as well. 
So it's, it's all a matter of, of integration. I've um, um, Pat Flynn, who is somebody I follow uh, a lot, has uh, has talked about um, being everywhere as as something that we all have to do. You know, it's getting getting heard in a noisy world, but you have to be everywhere. And and then there's the argument that you, know, you just can't possibly be everywhere. But you seem to have it. Uh, you've, you've captured that integration to be able to, you know, as you say, share a photo, find a photograph on Instagram and then share it across all the different platforms. And then, you know, you may never know if your conversions, if, if you're actually getting conversions, if your bookings are actually coming via that, those, um, you know, that original Instagram photo. But I mean, to me, it's, if you're out there doing this, then, then you do it well. And, um, I love the way you're doing it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it also helps to have tools to make it a little bit easier. And through your podcast, through the Inner Circle and, and others, uh, things such as Snipply, I think it's called, and Hootsuite, where you can gather these bits and pieces and manage to send them out um, I can spend like an hour or two actually I could spend the whole day it's the joys of um, being unemployed right now as a, an expat wife what they call a trailing spouse so this becomes kind of a hobby for me I can go through various um, social medias and then collect those pieces that are pertinent to the house, pertinent to the area, uh, make a connection between our family and Abalone Bay, and then schedule them so it's not necessarily an onslaught of, oh, I've got an hour, I'm going to put 20 things up because then my hour's up. I've had to learn how not to be so prolific. It's been a learning curve for me, and I, I still have to remind myself don't inundate and flood. Well, I think, uh, you, you know, you mentioned a couple of tools like um, um, Hootsuite, Snipply. I'm going to add in there Buffer is another one. Um, Edgar is, is a new one. It's, um, it's, it's a little oh. bit more pricey. But if, if you post on lots of different platforms, then Edgar is a fantastic, um, a fantastic tool to use because you can schedule all your posts way ahead of time for every different platform you use. So I'll put the links to um, to all those on the show notes as well. Donna, we are we are getting to the uh, to the uh, end of our time. I absolutely love talking to you. We could oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> we could go on for a lot longer, but uh, but unfortunately, we're going to have to draw this one to a close. So uh, before you go, I just want you to share what it is that you do that makes your guests love your place so much. If you can pick out one, maybe two things that, uh, that are in uh, Abalone Bay that, um, that your guests will talk about for a long time afterwards. Well, the one thing is out of my hands, and it's the location and the view. We're right on an ocean front um so we have a, a lovely place to enjoy the sea ranch watch animals pass by the whales and the like that part i was blessed with 
luck of finding the house. Inside the house, I make it a point to to connect the decor to that outside because that's part of it. Um, we have a color, a sense of the ocean, a sense of the meadow next to us. Um, so I bring the outside in in the colors that I use for the sofas and, and the rugs and the like. Even the dishware has a, um, an oceany motif. I made sure my kitchen is well stocked. Um, we get plenty of uh, good reviews about the fact that our kitchen has the items that they need to make that outstanding meal for their family. And now that I am a grandmother and my grandchildren are coming to our house, it was a, an aha moment, realizing that these millennials are bringing their families and we need to have um, items that will address their needs, such as a high chair. Uh, I didn't have a single plastic cup. <laughs> I, I had to go out and get some plastic unbreakable things for, for the kids. So that's been an eye opener. And, and I guess as, as I'm maturing with my children, um, who fall into that millennial category, uh, I'm hearing their needs absolutely have to have that Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. I would be dead in the water if I didn't. Yeah, that uh, and and that you know that's something I'm having to tell a lot of my owners about. You know, when they're saying to me, I I don't have any bookings, or 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 I am lacking the bookings that I want. And I look at the listing and we we comb through it. What is it about it that's that's putting people off? If you haven't got Wi-Fi, then you really are. You're going to pick up the very, very last minuters, the ones that will, you know, they've gone through every property that has Wi-Fi and they're just choosing yours now because it's the only one left. So, so yes, I, I'm trying to get that message out, but you're absolutely right. Wi-Fi is the number one criteria right across the board, I think. Yeah, so, uh, so, Donna, thank you so much for, for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here. And uh, even more so that I'm up here in Canada and you're in Chile. And, you know, I, I still have this. I, I'm one of those people who, when I see it, you know, when I used to see a, a piece of paper coming through the fax machine, it, it was always amazing to me. And I still, <laughs> I still find it amazing that I can talk and, and talk to somebody in, in Chile. And, and, and it's just like we are sitting down having a cup of tea together. Yeah, and we, I am at least. <laughs> it is. It is really truly amazing. Um, it, it never stops being fascinating. Well, I think it's. I think it's because we come from that era where we couldn't do it. You know, we weren't brought up into the. You know, this is it. This is. This is. This is life as it is. We. We were. We were brought up in those times when making an international telephone call was something of an event. <laughs> yeah. You know, like my daughter said. So how did you manage in the olden times <laughs> without your iPhone? Well, I was I was talking to um, to somebody the other day about about internet and about how you can't be without it. And I said I remember we used to go on holiday in Italy for two weeks, sometimes three weeks, take the kids, and we had no there was no phone. There was one public telephone box at this campground, and that was our only connection with with back in in England for three weeks. And our, our view was, if somebody wants us, they'll call the campsite 
and tell us that we need, you know, they need to talk to us. <laughs> Otherwise, we're here for three weeks with and totally unconnected. And and I think oh. it's I think it's a real shame that that's gone. Well, actually, given my husband's position, he's he has to remain connected uh, with his BlackBerry. Well, now they've all gone to iPhones um, and you know, sal- satellite phones and the like, to the point where I actually go online and try to find that place without the Wi-Fi and not enough bars to make a phone call so we can actually get disconnected. That That's another mm-hmm. flip side of this whole thing for those of us who are so tied into uh, being on all the time. Yeah, and that's probably a topic for... Completely another podcast. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to let you go. And thank you. Okay, dear. Thanks so much for joining me today, Donna. Oh, a great pleasure. Great. Donna, thank you so much for joining me. That was a, that was a really good conversation. Um, I love it. I love talking about social media and about how different owners are using it and, and, and what their expectations are of social media, what they expect to get out of it. And, and it seems that Donna really enjoys the whole aspect of getting her message out about uh, Abalone Bay via different social media platforms. So please take a, take a look at her Pinterest page, uh, her, all her Pinterest boards, have a look at her Facebook page and just see how she is using those platforms to to get in touch with her guests and and to engage with them. And there really is no no real selling in there. It's all about sharing her knowledge of the local area and about um, you know sharing her hospitality even though she is so far away from her property. So it was, it was a great, uh, great to talk to Donna. And, and I'm looking forward to interviewing some more successful owners over the next few months. So that's about it for today. I've really enjoyed being with you once again. And I'll look forward to talking with you very, very soon. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over. But don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.